Well, I didn't know that. And I just let my, my horse bandit just like fly to the barn. And um, it was terrifying. At that, after that moment, I said, you know what? I'm gonna stay off the horses for a while. The story of how Tim McGraw landed the role of James Dutton on Yellowstone prequel 1883 is much more interesting than we were led to believe. Tim had talked about being a fan, so when creator Taylor Sheridan made him an offer, he couldn't refuse it, especially since it meant working with his wife Faith Hill for months at a time. Today, Tim tells the story himself and reveals what we thought we knew was all wrong. I'm Addison Hager and Sterling Whitaker is back on the Dutton Rules podcast to break down time spent with Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, and Isabel May, three-fourths of the Dutton family will meet on December 19th during the series premiere. Right away, you'll understand why their chemistry works so well on screen. You'll also hear how each took to horseback riding and how a lifelong friendship actually led to one of the most unexpected cast decisions on the show. A very quick reminder to tap follow wherever you're listening and then share a rating and review if you're enjoying the analysis and research. You can also find archive interviews with more Dutton family members like Kelly Riley and Luke Grimes, who play Beth and Casey Dutton on Yellowstone. Our email address is staff at tasteofcountry.com for any questions, comments, or theories you might have about this show or season four of Yellowstone. This is episode nine of Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone 1883 podcast. Episode 10 will drop on December 19th and include a full recap of the first two episodes. Consider this your 1883 primer with Taste of Country writer Sterling Whitaker. Hello, Addison. How are you? I am good. I am trying to soak up the the gloomy weather today. It's it's kind of weird here. I'm in Texas. For those who are listening, it's it doesn't quite feel like Christmas, but or winter for that matter. But you know, <laughs> a balming seventy five degrees. But it is overcast, so I'm pretending. <laughs> well, today we are talking about your interviews um, with Tim and Faith and their roles on 1883 and kind of set up what this interview style looked like. It was a little different than the one-on-one, um, just so listeners kind of know just the dynamic of all that. Yeah, so this was a roundtable, and of course in the time of Zoom, a roundtable has turned into a roundtable Zoom, so there's <laughs> nothing really round about it other than it's just a bunch of people sitting in a in a sort of a Zoom waiting room, if you will, and right. we're all sitting there together. There was five of us in on this, I believe. And then the person running the room and coordinating the interview says, okay, talent will be here in, you know, one minute. And all of a sudden Tim McGraw's face pops up and everybody just starts firing questions. So they they give you a turn and they'll say, you know, Tim, the next person is Sterling from Taste of Country. And then they cut to you and you unmute and you ask your question. So it's kind of a weirdly stilted interview uh-huh. format because you get one question at a time and you don't get to develop the same kind of rapport that you would normally do. Right. But it was, I, I still really enjoyed it though. It was really, it was a fun thing to get to do. Well, in kicking all this off, the question that I always love asking you, what did you hope as you know, your turn comes on and what did you hope to learn from Tim McGraw and Faith Hill about their roles in 1883? Well, one of the last times you and I spoke, we were speculating about whether they would or would not sing on the show. 
Right. And we both surmised that they would, and we both were hopelessly wrong about that. I truly am so sad. I know. (laughs) We need to take a day off, Sterling, an emotional day off. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was my first question to Tim, and he was... Yeah, it, 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 he wasn't upset about the question or anything, but it was very clear that he was very firm about there would be no singing on his part, you know. And uh, and his answer for that makes a lot of sense. His answer, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you see what he actually has to say on the topic, his answer makes an awful lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Did you watch any of the show before speaking to the cast, or did you kind of come in completely fresh? I watched the first few episodes. Yeah, just just so I'd have some idea what I was talking about, you know. Right. Okay, so how this podcast is going to work today is we're going to pop in and out of your interviews with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, and we'll kind of set each one up so you guys know, you know, as we come into the interview, what to expect and um, kind of tease it up. Uh, Sterling, where do you want to begin? Well, I guess the place to start is how Tim got involved in this show to begin with, how that how Tim and Faith became involved to start with, which was a question I intended to ask, but it got asked before they got to me. <laughs> so, Bummer, dang it. Well, that's the other thing about these uh, roundtable things is you've got to make sure you have backup questions because somebody mm-hmm. might take your question and you're just sitting there going, <laughs> you know, Oh, I've been in one one time where, yeah, I had 10 questions and then we got all the way down to nine. I'm going, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yes, totally can relate to that. Yeah. So I assumed that because uh, we saw a little clip of Tim in character in one of the early episodes of Yellowstone this year. I think it was episode one. Right. They, they yes. did a sort of a flashback. I assumed that that was a teaser for 1883, but I had that wrong uh, because he actually explains that uh, Taylor Sheridan had asked him if he wanted to appear on Yellowstone and he wanted to do something really cool if he did and not just like sing a song in the bunkhouse or something, you know? Uh, it was, I guess a year ago It's probably longer because during the last two or three years, I think time's gotten so skewed. But I think about a year ago, Taylor called and asked if I liked Yellowstone and I'd never met Taylor before. And I said, well, we loved Yellowstone from the very first day. And then he said, well, I'd like you to be on the show. And then I, I said, I'd, I'd like to be on the show, but I want to come up with something really different and cool. I don't want to be just uh, some singer that comes through the bunkhouse and gets taken to the train station. But um, <laughs> he, And then he called me about a week. He said he had an idea. He called me a week later and, and, and told me about uh, this flashback part of being in the 1880s and being the original Dutton that founded Yellowstone Ranch. And, and that intrigued me right off the bat. So I said, yes, I'm in for that. And uh, we shot the flashback stuff. And, and a couple of months later, a month and a half or so later, he called me and said he was, he was about to go into a meeting. He thinks the network wants to make a, make a prequel with, with, based on these flashbacks. And, and um, I said, well, if we can, you go through all the business discussions about getting the deal right and all these kinds of things. But I said, if we get everything right, then we're in. And then he started sending scripts. And when we got the first couple of scripts, it was magic, just just beautiful stuff. And he's such a talented writer. And when you get something like that, it's the best thing I've ever read. All the scripts I've read, including books that I've read and everything, this is one of the best things I've ever read. And when we got when we got that stuff and we get, started reading the scripts, Faith and I together, 
uh, we knew that we wanted to be a part of it. We just knew we had to be a part of it. And then when Sam Elliott came on board, okay, so you got Taylor, a great script. I get to work with my wife, get to ride horses all day. And then Sam Elliott's on board. That's sort of a box that it's hard to get out of. Quick reminder to tap follow because an episode featuring Sam Elliott is coming very soon. I'm stunned. Tim was going to be James Dutton before 1883 was a thing. It's insanity. I love I love how Taylor Sheridan does that. You know, does this guy sleep? Because it seems like all he does is think <laughs> and write and think and write and plot and write, you know. Truly, of like, okay, how can I take these people, make them into a show? Or it's always interweaving. I always describe this kind of writing process a little bit like This Is Us on NBC, where it's always, it's all interwoven, but it's it's just a really unique storytelling. Um, and I just feel like he does such a good job at that. Um, you know, we just talked about Tim. Let's now go to Faith Hill. Sterling, you got the first question for Faith Hill and Isabel May, unlike your Tim question. What impresses you about them on screen? Well, in the show, they, you know, these are very, very serious roles, obviously. This, yes. is, this is a very, very serious, dramatic show. And Faith has to play a sort of facsimile of herself as far as uh, Tim said at one point in one of, the, one of the questions that she's the disciplinarian of their kids, you know, when they're raising mm-hmm. them at home, more mm-hmm. so than he. Mm-hmm. And she's the... <laughs> She's the mom who's trying to haplessly uh, impose some form of discipline on a very willful teenage daughter in this show. You know, yes, a girl with a with an awful lot of spirit, as as viewers <laughs> will see. And so they have a really interesting dynamic that way. And what's really interesting is that seeing them because they were paired in the interview, um, seeing them together. They really do have sort of a, a mother-daughter sort of thing going on, but it's a mm. really, really fun uh, vibe, the way they play off of each other. They very, very clearly really, really like each other. Hmm. That's unique. Well, and I, I had been wondering this entire time for both Tim and Faith. I mean, they, they have three daughters roughly around um, Isabel May's age. And right. so I have just been curious to know, you know, how much of that is acting and how much of that is relatability of – the stage of life that they're currently parenting in, essentially. And, and they both talk about that a little bit, actually. Okay, here is about three minutes of audio from both Faith and Isabel, as well as Tim McGraw, because he also talks about how being a parent to three girls shaped his character and acting, kind of just what I was talking to you, Sterling, about. So let's check it out. Um, we did not know one another before the show. We met um, just before we began filming uh, Cowboy Camp. Uh, it, it honestly, uh, pretty natural. Mm-hmm. It was a natural, um, yeah. Pairing on it. Just, I don't know. Uh, I, I think this, the, the writing, the way that the script is written between uh, for Margaret and for Elsa, the characters that we play. Um, I think the fact that I am a mom of three and Isabel, does have traits of you know each of our daughters um but yeah it it was a that one way to describe it but i think the writing and the script uh set the tone of 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 what the relationship was going to be but immediately we just 
hit it off. The fact that we have dimples and yeah, and mm. wanting her to embrace her beautiful dimples. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Isabel, do you have anything to add to that? Oh, I mean, I think she said everything I would say, but she's she's an easy person to fall in love with. Um, and I don't know her warmth and and compassion. Um, she immediately just made me feel welcomed and I felt like I could be vulnerable with her and honest. And, um, and then all the the hard part really was pretending to be mad at her, upset with her. I mean, that was hard for (laughs) me. Yeah. I was like, I I, I I wanted to be mama, mama. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think as an actor, one of the things that you do, I mean, for me as an actor anyway, or in, in my limited experience, is you find pieces of yourself in the character. And then what you do is you, you, you see that character, you find pieces of yourself, and then you just put a magnifying glass on those pieces that fit that character, and you just blow those things up. And uh, that's what I tried to do with, with James is, I mean, I have three daughters and, and I'm I'm not I'm probably not as tough as James, and I'm certainly not as hard on my kids as James is, but uh face more the disciplinarian on, on the kids than I am. But but there is a piece of that as a father and with your daughters, especially with boys and, and with their career paths and all those things that that you that you um that you try to give advice and you try to pay attention to and you try to step up to as a father, but those are the things that you that you really magnify and and sort of bring out in your character that matches the character. I guess the best way to say it is there's small pieces of you that are the same as the character and big pieces, and you make those small pieces bigger pieces to match the character. That was Faith Hill, Isabel May, and Tim McGraw, the three stars of 1883. You're listening to Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone in 1883 podcast. I'm Addison Haker with Sterling Whitaker, who talked to the stars ahead of the premiere. Sterling, Faith and Isabel were adorable together. You are so right of their chemistry. They really, really are. I wish you could actually see the video because at one point, Faith is talking about uh, how they both have dimples. And they really do look like they could be mother and daughter, you know? I agree with that. I agree. In fact, my, uh, my wife asked... Uh, when she saw the commercial, she said, is that one of their real daughters? Mm. And I said, no, but it sure looks like it could be, you know. Um, Casting done well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Faith uh, referred to the fact that they both have dimples. And when she did, she reached over and she like uh, touched Isabel's face and they smiled at each other just so sweetly. And it was just like, aww. <laughs> <laughs> very nurturing. Yeah. Aww. Which I don't, th- I mean, Isabel May has very pronounced dimples. But, you know, now that you say that, I'm like, I haven't clearly stared enough at faith hill's face to really recognize her dimples but maybe i just haven't i just haven't paid attention <laughs> to that but yes isabel may specifically has very pronounced dimples that's so sweet i love i love that you just um kind of got to paint that for people listening yeah uh, n- neither faith nor isabel have extensive film or tv resumes as we've kind of talked previously specifically with faith Do you think that starring in a show that adds on to four seasons of Yellowstone kind of adds pressure to their performance? You know, we talked about that a little bit, and and Faith was talking more in terms of uh, feeling a really 
pronounced sense of responsibility for uh, for the characters because the characters are so strongly written and especially uh, Isabel's character to see a young female character so prominent in in contemporary TV shows is a little bit rare and carrying one and even narrating because she actually narrates this show as well mm-hmm. um, does an incredible job yeah yeah and that is something that breaks every trope of the classic Western that we've ever seen. You know, Westerns mm-hmm. almost always are about men, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and they tend to be the prominent characters and the women tend to just kind of run around and clutch their skirts or whatever. And uh, this is very, very strong female characters in a Western. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she was talking about the sense of responsibility that they felt to give performances that live up to that kind of strong writing. Yeah, well, and, you know, talking about just strong female lead in a Western, I mean, you see them riding horseback, and and I would love, I'm going to let you kind of paint the picture here of that conversation into right before we head to the clip of it, but, you know, coming into it, obviously we knew that horseback riding was going to be a part of the show, um, but interesting to see, like, the stars are doing it. It's not stunt doubles, you know, it's 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 them to a degree. Um, paint the picture of when you got to talk to them a little bit more about with Tim and Faith um, of if they had experience or was that a completely new thing for them? Tim, of course, is a really, really, really physical person. Mm -hmm. You know, a guy Mm -hmm. who does everything physical from intensely working out to all kinds of sports to really competitive type of, of person as well, you know. Yeah. And so it's no surprise that he was, uh, you know, that he already knew how to how to ride. You know, I think we could have pretty well guessed that. So that was no surprise. In Faith's case, she has a really interesting story about why she hadn't ridden in a long time because uh, she she had ridden in the past, and then it she actually had a frightening experience on a horse mm-hmm. that uh, turned her off to it for a while, and then went and they actually go to cowboy camp to film this show. They, they went and learned how to do all this kind of stuff because they aren't actually in there doing it themselves, you know? And so, uh, when she went to cowboy camp, she found out that she had not been riding properly anyway. (laughs) And so she had to relearn to ride. I, I did. I do know how to ride. I did know how to ride. I rode improperly. I found out uh, quickly on the first day of cowboy camp. Um, I, (laughs) Um, after our third child, I, we had horses and and I had a horse named Bandit and I had a really, really scary experience with him. Um, took off, first of all, we should know this. Most people who ride know this, but never run your horse when, you know, when they see the barn, don't ever let them run. Well, I didn't know that. And I just let my my horse Bandit just like for uh, almost half a mile fly to the barn and um it was terrifying and it was after i i'd had audrey our third daughter and at that after that moment i said you know what i'm going to stay off of horses for a while because yeah. it, it terrified me that much because I, I was a i was a casual rider but not as well as i should have been to be going that fast mm-hmm. After cowboy camp, I learned a lot about how to ride a house, a house, <laughs> <laughs> not a house, a horse no. properly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 
I spend a lot of time on the wagon, which I love. I love leading. I, that that is actually really hard, and for some reason, I that's kind of good at it. You're I can't believe it. it. But I love writing. I do, and I've watched this one. I this one, um, Isabel, um, beginning and how she writes now. It's just like wow. It's so freeing. It's like one of the best things. It's so therapeutic. Oh, yeah. writing. Yeah, that I, I think for me having. Truly a terrifying experience like that. And then not only, no no pressure. It's not like it's, you know, going to be filmed or anything <laughs> like that. And so, yeah, interesting that she, you know, was found out, oh, I'm, I'm writing incorrectly, which I, I'm curious if that, you know, might have helped ease a little bit of her if she had any anxiety or anything beforehand of, okay, well, maybe I was doing it wrong before. So this time, I don't know, for me, at least, I think that would give me maybe a little bit more comfort. But yeah, yeah. I mean, and and when you think of, I mean, these are these folks are not in their 20s, you know, Tim and no. Faith, I think are in their <laughs> mid 50s or something like that. Right. So, you know, for them to, to undertake these sort of I'm younger than they are, you know, <laughs> not by very much, but I'm a little bit younger than they are. Uh, the you notion of back. going out and going to cowboy camp and then spending, uh, you know, months and months out in the arduous heat filming a show would seem impossible to me, you know. The cast of the show and the cast of Yellowstone keep referring to this cowboy camp, just like you even referred to cowboy camp. Do you know, I know that you, you know, you're talking about it, but do you know what it is? I don't really know exactly what it either. is. They obviously all learn to ride because that's right. the central part of, you know, that's a really central part of the show. You have to, I'm sure they must have to learn how to use all of the various stuff that they're, that they're doing, you know, uh-huh. uh, because in, especially in the case, you know, cause Yellowstone set contemporary, but 1883 is set in 1883 and uh, right. everything was different from the clothing to you know, to the doorknobs. I mean, everything about the, the, the work that they're doing because they recreate things authentically on the, on the show. Yeah. And the props absolutely. that they're using, you've got to learn how to use some of that stuff. In Tim's mm-hmm. case, he's using lots of guns and weaponry as well. Uh, actually faith picks up a gun pretty, pretty early on as well. And, uh, you know, as we saw with another unfortunate, uh, on set incident on Alec Baldwin's Western. Yeah. That you need to know how, what you're doing with that kind yeah. of stuff or that can Absolutely. go badly wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. I would have loved to been a fly on the wall to watch all of that go down and just see, I would have loved to be there for the very beginning to see how they started out. And then the end, just to see how they progressed and um, you know, what they got comfortable with and all the above. I think that just would have been, Really cool to kind of get a behind-the-scenes look, if you will. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that uh, evidently Cowboy Camp does consist of, and this didn't come from Tim and Faith. One of the other actors was telling us that they're even eating like an authentic uh, prairie diet. Like they're eating beans and rice and all red meat and that kind of stuff. Wow. Talk about getting really in character. You were fully – I was wondering that. I was going to ask that next of, you know, are we even eating the type of food? But, yep. Yep. You heard it here, fo- here first. It is it is really going all in. Zero to 100. It's not for a show sure. for vegans to act on. <laughs> <laughs> no. On the way next, we have a great outtake from Faith Hill and Isabel May that left one of them blushing. But first, Tim McGraw talking about being close friends with another star on the show, 
Tom Hanks makes a cameo during episode two. And as it turns out, they go way back. So, uh, but yeah, he's a great guy. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, Rita, his wife and Faith are, are best friends. And and Tom and I have been friends. We've been friends for uh, 25 years, 24 years. So uh, I knew that there was this part in there and I gave him a call and said, hey, would you be interested in showing up and doing a cameo in this show that we're doing? And he goes, tell me when to be there. And he just, he showed up and he walked on set. And we didn't, we didn't see each other that whole morning because I didn't want to see what he looked like. He didn't want to see what I looked like because we know each other so well. So when he walked on set, it was pretty magical. And I, and, and when he puts his hand on my shoulder in that, in that scene, you could feel the weight of the world it, between both of them with, with what's, what it had, had gone on. And it, it, was pretty, it was a pretty heavy scene. That's Tim McGraw talking to media about the show 1883. You're listening to Dutton Rules, and Sterling Whitaker and I are visiting conversations he was a part of with the cast members ahead of the premiere on December 19th. Sterling, sometimes musicians and actors can stick to a script because they're afraid of spoiling something or saying something controversial. Do you find that this was the case here? No, I found that these are really pretty unscripted interviews. These are people who have been working really, really long, uh, hard hours. You could see that some of the cast members were visibly exhausted. Hmm. And uh, and uh, Faith mentions that it wasn't over yet, that they were headed back to Texas to shoot the very following morning, early in the morning, with some intense scenes that were still coming up to finish this hmm. thing. And... Uh, so, you know, these people have been working really hard and they obviously have a lot of pride in what they're doing. And they, they were very, very open uh, about sharing. It, it wasn't it didn't seem like they were being told what to say and what not to say, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and on that note, Sam Elliott, we you also got to interview him. And so that's not in this podcast episode, but you guys be on the lookout. We will be having Sam Elliott's one. So we can't give any spoilers yet, Sterling, but okay. keep going about Faith and Tim okay. and uh, Isabel. <laughs> Forget about Sam, people. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that, guys. We'll pin that for another day. <laughs> That's right. But no, uh, in, in Faith's case, Faith is a lot uh, earthier than people who haven't met her think she mm -hmm. is. She's really a country girl at heart. She's got a more... she's a lot more polished now than she was when she first came to town, you know, because she's obviously right. had a sort of a practical education in the, in the way the world works, you know, but, uh, but underneath it all, she's really, uh, you, you can see her as a, as a prairie woman, you know what I mean? You can mm -hmm. see her as a true country girl and she has a lot of sort of earthy wit to her. <laughs> and there's a pretty good example of what happened. Uh, she and, uh, and Isabel were, we're bantering and it and it turns out that Isabel is not that familiar with some of Faith's music and it led into a funny exchange in which uh, Faith ended up saying something that she really didn't mean to say and then she kind of was like oh no I just said that to all of these people <laughs> I did wow I haven't even realized that I mean yeah you do say that no he says he that. says that yeah I didn't even think about that. I, that's a Taylor Sheridan question. I doubt it, but I don't know. Wait, what's I, the reference? Uh, 
<laughs> I love you so much. I'm sorry. I, I, I do. I do. Was, that was my first record I ever had. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh my God. That's so cool. No, I'm don't sorry. be sorry. I, this is why this is so amazing. <laughs> Honest to, oh, my God. I love you. I I'm love sorry. that you didn't know that. No, seriously. <laughs> Honey, it's been so, I don't think you weren't even born. <laughs> How long has it been? Like 30 years ago? Good God Almighty. Um, yes. Yeah, so probably some of those things you have on your shelf. <laughs> This is awesome. No, don't no, you shouldn't know these things. You should be doing what you're doing. That's why you're here. That's why you are Elsa. My God. Nobody could play that if you paid attention Mm. to that shit. I don't think I don't think sorry. Sorry. I don't think I don't think it was a reference. I don't I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think it was. I remember yeah. Taylor when we were shooting that scene, it was kind of just <laughs> on a whim. He just kind of threw it at the guy. So, oh, geez. Oh, my God. I'm going to be fired and kicked off of every interview ever. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. After listening to that, I love them even more of just seeing that more natural, non scripted. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, they're really, really wonderful. Okay, one last clip. And then Sterling, I'm hoping you can come back to preview what's next from you. And we kind of teased it a little bit earlier. But this is Tim McGraw talking about how his role of James Dutton is different from other roles he's played. I don't know that it's that much different than anything I've prepared for. Um, other than the physicality of it, which, which you know, it's the, I guess the toughest part is I'm sort of a, a gym rat, so I have to I have to be in the gym every morning. So the toughest part is being up at three in the morning every morning <laughs> in order to make your call time. So that's probably the hardest part of it is is getting up at three, getting your workouts in. Because there's been a couple of days where I didn't do that, and it's the energy's not the same on set. But um, that that was the main part of the prep is just you know keeping my my mind together, which is my workouts are sort of like um my meditation in a lot of ways. So, so to have that, and that's the, and that's the time that I go over my lines and in my head and, and I, I prepare for the day and, and try to be ready for what's going on. And I try to know everyone's lines in the show. That way I can sort of feel the moment and be in the moment. Yeah. One thing that's interesting to note is that both Tim and Faith talked about how physically demanding this show is, you know, they're, they're, not on a soundstage, you know, taking lunch breaks uh, over in the cafeteria. They're rolling around the planes out there in a wagon and on horseback and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, he, he talks about how his uh, workouts have, have been really central to him sort of keeping his, uh, keeping it together out there. Yeah. You know, and she, and, and each of them said uh, in, in separate ways that this is the hardest they've ever worked. And in Faith's case, she's having to do it with all these weird uh period costumes that have all these you know all these extra layers so it's not hot enough out there and you're out there like a bonnet and a full dress and all this crazy stuff you know absolutely well yeah and then hauling yourself on a horse and yeah yeah, i i can see how i mean the costuming alone you have to be physically fit for forget all the like you said being out in the sun running around like you just need to be physically and shaped to wear what they have them wearing. So that, yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, Okay, what is coming up from you on this next podcast? 
we have coming up Cole Hauser and Piper Perabo. And if fans of uh, Yellowstone are, are aware that Cole plays the character of Rip. And Piper is the brand new character of Summer Higgins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there's, there's really, really uh, two very different sort of takes on the same sort of material. I'm excited to hear which one of them is similar to their character and which one is different. Will you be talking about that a little bit? Absolutely. And I think people might be a little bit surprised at what the answer to that is. Well, I am excited. Okay. And then the following week, who do we have? After that, uh, we're, we're coming back to 1883 and uh, got to have some time with both Sam Elliott and a guy named LaMonica Garrett, who... Uh, Sam, of course, uh, is is one of the highlights of this cast, or he would be the highlight of any cast, of anything, basically. And he plays a Pinkerton agent who's accompanying them on this wagon train journey. And then LaMonica plays a a guy named Thomas, who is his friend and his colleague. And they have some really great things to say about each other. what LaMonica has to say about Sam is one of the, my favorite things that, uh, that got said all day, I think. Hmm. Well, ending this here, speaking of Sam Elliott, a little birdie told me he's particularly intense. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> he's, he was perfectly friendly, uh, but in a... I don't know, friendly. He's he's very approachable, and you don't feel right. like you can't speak to him or anything. But he's definitely a very, very, very serious person, and that comes across well. That's Taste of Country, Sterling Whitaker, our go-to for all smart questions and insight into the cast and characters of both 1883 and Yellowstone. More episodes and breakdowns and cast interviews from both shows are coming very soon, so be sure to tap follow and share your feedback or your ideas at staff at tasteofcountry.com. I'm Addison Hager, and this episode of Denton Rules, a Yellowstone 1883 podcast, is written by myself, Sterling, and Billy Dukes, and produced by Billy Dukes. A full Denton Rules breakdown of episode 1 and 2 of 1883 is set for this Sunday, followed by a recap of episode 8 of Yellowstone. Dutton Rules is another great Townsquare Media podcast.